So, well, this, for the next 40 minutes, we were going to be doing um, uh, traditions five and six. So I'm gonna go ahead and start. Tana, lead us off with number five, tradition five. Okay, tradition five. Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. The, spir the spiritual principle is purpose or a primary purpose. Keep it simple, pass it on. So, um, you know, freely you have received, freely, freely give. And folks, we're not talking about Valentine's Day candy either. We're talking about the program here. As applied to relationships, each relationship has but one primary purpose, to love and serve others in a relationship as an expression of our higher power's love. So, um, how well do I live by the fifth tradition in all my affairs? And again, these are in the handout that um, that came that you know a link to the the handout. It came with your your welcome letter. Um, you can also these are based they're they're kind of based on uh, the tradition five questions as well. So um, so if you don't have the handouts, you can always look in your twelve and twelve in the traditions part. So uh, question one. Do I concentrate su sufficiently on my relationship's primary purpose? For example, for my work relationships, do I focus on the primary purpose of the group? For example, to complete a project. Do I focus my discussions on the goals or the methods of achieving our, our primary purpose? Um, you know, so that's one of the things that is, um, that I need to, you know, fortunately I do really well with that at work. You know, I'm. Perhaps early in my career, it wasn't uh, the case, but I'm, I do really well with that at work. My relations, my relationship's primary purpose, um, you know, again, to love and serve others in our relationships as is an expression of our higher power's love. That is, you know, this, this also ties back into tradition four, which is autonomy with responsibility. Um, you know, Am I, am I looking at my relationships as partnerships or am I trying to run the show? Uh, question two, do I welcome new people to my work group or to my family or circle of friends and give them individual attention? Do I make it a point to talk with them to give my email address or phone number as appropriate? Do I ever volunteer to help them? And so how I live this tradition at work is, or one of the, the ways I, I live it uh, at work is I do uh, a lot of mentoring with uh, newer, uh, newer engineers. And I would almost rather be a, an informal mentor than a formal mentor. Because as an informal mentor, I don't have to worry about being graded. Um, you know. And when I see a new engineer come into the, into the group, and that just happens to be my line of work, you know, st sit, you know reaching out to them, hey, how you doing? You know, I see you're, you're trying to file a bug report. You know, here's some things that I found they're helpful. Here's a web page you can go to. And, and just showing an interest in, in newcomers, trying to help them be as successful as they can be. One of the things that, um, that I try to do is I try to share my knowledge with others. I try to, I, I'm always writing little technical tips and posting them in an area where other people can benefit. Um, you know, to help the group achieve its primary purpose. And this is, it's just, 
it's something that was ingrained in me early in my career and I continue to do that. And I do that not only in, um, but you know, work is a great example of, of where I, I use this tradition. You know, one of the things that I see in, in, in my work environment is a lot of people, they hold knowledge close to their chest and they don't wanna share it because in sharing it, what if somebody else gets ahead of me and looks better than me? And I really have no uh, desire to do that. I, mean, I what in my, how I work this uh, tradition is if, if we all grow and improve, the whole group is lifted up. And, and so, and we all are able to achieve our, our primary purpose much better. So uh, being a knowledge hoarder, like being a food hoarder is not helpful to me. Um, and I also talked about this in question three. Um, do I mentor others in my community, church, or work environment? You know, one of the, and I absolutely do this. You know, one of the things is, um, you know, that pat, paying it forward concept. When, um, you know, I have, I've been in situations, you know, one of the things that's been a real challenge to me in, while I've been in recovery is, is infertility. And, um, and so when I have the opportunity to help another woman who's struggling with infertility, I can share my strength, hope, and experience. And I don't share it. So you should do this, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's like, you know, I experienced this. this these are some things that I, that I did. Um, if I can be helpful to you, please let me know. Um, another, an er, another area where I mentor others is um, I have a child with ADHD and autism and another child with um, ADHD. And my third kid has SPDD. Sassy pants defiance disorder. <laughs> and, and how, you know, I can mentor other parents, you know, share my experience, strength, and hope. Here's, you know, what, and I do this a lot, especially with uh, parents that have special needs kids. And I don't do this because I know more. It's, I know when I was in that position and I was hurting that if, that people freely reached out to me and I can never pay them back, but I can pass it forward. I do this in Overeaters Anonymous, you know, by sponsoring others, by, by engaging in service. These are, you know, all ways that I can carry the message of whatever it is, um, you know, I can share my strength, hope, and experience with others. Um, do I remember the elders, or do I remember that elders, experienced long-timers, and parents also may suffer or be lonely? How do I treat my family, community members, coworkers when they're facing difficulties in their lives? Do I make it a point to call or contact them when they haven't been seen or heard for in a while? This is another area where we can, you know, kind of take a close look at our relationships. This one's a tough one. Can I see my partner through my higher power's eyes or hear them through my higher power's ears? You know, or can I, with a coworker, this is really hard, especially with my coworker from the East Coast and bugs the hell out of me. Um, you know, how can I see him through my higher power's eyes? That really, you know, instead of just thinking, oh God, what a jerk. I can't believe he did this, which I was thinking yesterday <laughs> and complaining about, you know, but it's like, how can I see this person through my higher power's eyes and look for the good, you know, seek the positive in other people. Thoughts in which to meditate. For our OA groups and OA individuals alike, the fifth tradition helps us keep it simple. We find that when we focus on our primary objective of carrying the message of recovery, we are empowered to use our talents in ways that are truly useful to others. The result is better than any outcome we could have planned for ourselves, for we find a deep satisfaction in service as we join forces to share recovery in OA. 
This is from page 123 of the OA 12 and 12 second edition. So how, you, how is OEA unique and why do we need to stick to our primary purpose? Page 120. Um, what are the principles behind the steps in, in tradi and traditions? Page 121. A key principle of tradition five, page 120. And how or why does recovery happen? And what should be the focus of every meeting? Page 121. To whom should we carry the message? Why should we look beyond our own group? Uh, page 122. And then um, I'm gonna look at, look at the bottom of page 20 real quick. <clears throat> Tradition five. Tradition five reminds us that a recovery doesn't come from simply discussing our problems with each other. It is in the OA message in our steps and traditions that we find solutions to our problems. Living by the principles, living by these principles have saved our lives. Honesty, hope, faith, courage, integrity, willingness, humility, self-discipline, love, perseverance, spiritual awareness, service, unity, trust, identity, autonomy, purpose, solidarity, responsibility, fellowship, structure, neutrality, anatomy, and spirituality. These principles, rather than our problems, should be the focus of every OE meeting. The same thing applies when we sponsor other OE members. We help them most when we listen, avoid giving advice, and share experience with living by OA principles. That's kind of the, the uh, definition of sponsorship there. I think I've probably gone over my time, so Mike? No, no, in fact, you didn't. Um, you had some time left. So hmm. anyway, this is, um, this is my take on, on the fifth step and the fifth tradition. The fifth step is, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. And the fifth tradition is, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. The spiritual principle in, in step five is integrity, and the uh, spiritual principle in tradition five is purpose. Well, before I get started on all of that, I want to remind you all that, that um, when step five, step four and step five are really very related in the sense that for those of you who are always looking for bargains, this is one of the best bargain steps that you will ever find because you get to do one and two thirds steps when you're doing the fourth step inventory, because you know, you're making that inventory and you're doing two thirds of the fifth step because you're admitting to God and to ourselves our, the exact nature of our wrongs. All we need is that third portion, that third part to give it to somebody else. But when you're doing the fourth step inventory, you're doing one and two thirds steps, folks. That's, that's a real bargain. So how, how does integrity how does working, uh, uh, admitting all of this stuff work have any relation to, to carrying the message? Well, here's what I think it really is. As I look at my character assets and defects, I have to see how I am really carrying myself um, uh, on the emotional, spiritual, physical, uh, emotional, intellectual, levels to other people inside and outside of the rooms of OA. You know, we don't just carry the message 
as as it says in the OA 12 and 12. We are the message. But what kind of message are we carrying? And have we found out what kind of message we can carry by working, by admitting to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs? Are we willing to work on those things together, looking at that, trying to figure out, well, how how have I reacted? How have I carried myself? Have I been willing to 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 look at these 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 assets and defects and apply them to um to that primary purpose? And what is the primary purpose in our life? And for the group, of course, it's to um to carry the message to the still suffering compulsive overeater. But I think in OA on a personal level, what is I have but one primary purpose, not only to carry the message to the still suffering compulsive overeater who still suffers, but to gain a spiritual life. That is the one purpose. That's a real big purpose, folks. And I think that we sometimes forget that our whole thing in this is to have a spiritual awakening. And um, I'll talk more about that, of course, in later steps. The um, and traditions. The the question that I have is: Has the integrity you have gained uh, by completing step five allowed you to be one become more aware of carrying the message to the still suffering compulsive overeater? And how are you carrying the message? In what way are you carrying the message? And are you really trying to con- Are you really trying to um, carry the message or control how the message should be carried? See, that's that's I go back to the fourth step with that those control issues. So, am I when I carry the message? Am I trying to control what I think they need to hear, or do I just say this is how I have seen that it works? And I use a lot of I statements because I said I do not speak for the program. This is how I have found it work for me. And the second part of that, um, the questions from the handout is, how has the integrity you have gained by completing step five allowed you to live your specific personal purposes or goals in your home, work, or social life? How How has becoming becoming a person of integrity allowed you to become, to see your purpose. And my purpose is to to not be mean, nasty, vicious, or awful. My purpose is to try to live um, a sane, good, wholesome, abstinent life. Now, to each of us, we have to define what sane, abstinent, wholesome, and spiritual life is for each of us. And that's where the integrity comes in. See, the more that, the more that you're in this program, the more that you will begin, I believe, and I have seen it, uh, we begin, I begin to have much more integrity. And my, the purpose of doing what I do becomes more evident because my integrity forces me to look at that purpose. 
what goals I had goals in my life. My, one of my goals was to to become a priest. Well, that didn't happen. One of my goals was to become a CPA. That didn't happen after sitting for the CPA nine times and ever passing apart. But I'm not bitter about that at all. Mm -mm, mm -mm. However, the spiritual purpose that happened with that, folks, was the fact that I didn't eat compulsively after that failure each time. See, that is the integrity. And that is the purpose that I learned through all of this. How do I carry myself with others? Do I treat each other, do I treat others with kindness, courtesy, respect, compassion, um, and love? Especially to those that irritate the crap out of me. How do I do that? See, that's the whole purpose with this. Our group, I have but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. But I have but one primary purpose, to carry the message of recovery in all areas of my life to people who are still hurting units. We can be a... We can be a purpose to people outside this 12-step way of life. For those who've ever had a family member who's died or anything like that, and, and, and they're not in a 12-step program and stuff, we can carry um, sympathy, empathy, and compassion to those folks if we have gone through that very same thing. And that is carrying the message, carrying the message of, and letting folks know, if I can go through this, you can go through this. And the integrity of saying to them, and I will help, um, here's my phone number. And that's all. The rest is up to them. But I go back to this. How do I carry the message? And in carrying the message, am I still aware of my character assets and my character defects? The integrity and the purpose, folks. The integrity and the purpose. I think that's all I pretty much have to say with that. Tana, we've got a minute. Um, is there anything that you would like to add? Unmute yourself, dear. The only thing I'll add is just a just a quote that um, that I heard once in a meeting, which I, I love. You know, in, in you know in carrying the message and in using these traditions in all my affairs, I find that when I fill my life with sweet people, I don't find the desire to fill my mouth with sweet things. Mm, thank you. And am I being one of those? quote, sweet people, you know, my being in practicing these principles in all my affairs, I am being one of those sweet people for another person. And it goes back to the fourth step. It goes back to that fourth step. Am I being aware of both my character assets and my character defects? And am I finding that balance in order to do that? So, yeah. And believe it or not, that closes us out for that for this session, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, tradition six, an OA group ought never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. The spiritual principle of tradition six is solidarity. Let's stay focused. First things first. And no, we do not mean life is short, eat dessert first. No, no, no. Okay, as applied to relationships, tradition six, we ought never single-handedly endorse, finance, or lend our name to any outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our commitments to each other or our commitments to our family or our group. Um, you know, and one of the things I need to ask myself in Tradition 6 is, what are my motives? How do I live by the traditions? How do I live by Tradition 6 in all my affairs? Um, question one, do I discourage others from plugging outside enterprises in work, community, and family meetings? Or do I rationalize that people need to hear about this outside enterprise being discussed? So it won't hurt if I ignore the tradition this time. For example, it could be bringing the, the latest selling scheme to work or family members or distributing outside literature at work or OA. So this is, this is a challenging thing for me, um, you know, because one of the things, you know, one of the things I do as a side business is I, I'm a jewelry designer and I do this to maintain my insanity. Instead of eating compulsively, now I create pretty stuff. You know? So maybe I need to join Vitaholics Anonymous, but that's another 12 step program, right? Um, but at any rate, you know, people are oftentimes asking me at work about, you know, this, the jewelry I'm wearing, which I'm wearing done today, of course. Um, and one of the things I, I try to do is, is wait till like lunchtime or I try not to talk about it at work because that's an outside enterprise. Um, my kids selling uh, cookies from a, uh, you know, sorry, I mentioned a food here from, a, you know, from their little uh, Girl Scout group, for example. I don't bring that into work because that's an outside enterprise. I don't bring that into work. Um, I don't bring in, uh, you know, it'd be like if someone is has a new diet plan, you don't bring that into an OA meeting and discuss that. That is an outside enterprise. Uh, when I vote on how to use a family or group or work funds and other resources, am I careful to avoid financing outside enterprises? Question two. Um, you know, so, you know, when I'm, uh, again, when we decide how to uh, use, you know, work resources or church resources, am I careful not to specifically fund an outside enterprise? Um, I'm having a hard time thinking about how I, how I, how I use this. Um, so I'm going to go to question three because I'm having a, a, a mind blank here. Am I careful to never use my personal uh, contacts for, you know, at, you know, or my work contacts or my OA contacts for personal financial gain? Do I speak up when I see someone else is using, misusing family, work, or OA resources? Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, for example, I don't use um, my OA contacts in, uh, for personal financial gain. That would be, you know, that would be very inappropriate. I don't, um, I don't use my, uh, my work resources for personal financial gain. You know, I don't use the copy machine at work for OA. I don't use the copy machine at work for my own personal side business. You know, it's um, that, you know, that is, um, that would be uh, not in keeping with tradition five. 
Uh, question four, when I share in my family, my, my faith community, my friendship circles at work, etc., am I careful to focus on the needs of the group or the needs of the family or the needs of the relationship? Do I overemphasize outside experts and underemphasize my experience, strength, and hope and my OA experience? You know, so these are some things um, to, to keep in mind. Um, you know, when I am living the, the sixth tradition in all my affairs, you know, thoughts on which to meditate. When we find ourselves or OA groups embroiled in problems of money, property, and prestige, we have a clue that we might have involved ourselves in matters which we be would be better left alone. We cause these kinds of problems when we take on outside responsibilities or promote outside causes, diverting our group's attention and resources from OA's primary purpose of carrying the OA message. First things first is another slogan which sums up tradition six. In OA, we learn to focus on our primary purpose and exclude from our groups everything that which may interfere with our ability to carry the OA message, which is from page 129 of the OA 12 and 12. You know, another example for this is, um, you know, you know, is bringing in politics at work or bringing in politics at, you know, in a, in a, uh, at a family reunion. <laughs> oh, that's a bad one in my family. You know, bringing in these outside issues will hurt the primary purpose. Like in a family reunion, it's to enjoy each other, to, to get along and, and cherish the people that I love. If I bring in outside issues that I know are gonna cause strife, strife and divisiveness, that is, that is diverting, uh, that, that is not uh, staying focused on our, uh, on our primary purpose. If I bring in politics to work, you know, and, and I used to do this when I was, when I was uh, you know, new in, in, uh, in program, you know, there's this, this, this one character at work that, that drives me crazy. We drive each other crazy. We're probably a lot alike, which really irritates me. But, you know, we would bring in and we would discuss politics. Well, that is not in keeping with our primary purpose. Um, you know, we're, we're bringing in outside issues. We're not, when we do that, when I used to do that, it was like, well, are we doing work? No. Are we uh, contributing to the productiveness of our company? No. Keep those outside issues out. Let's focus on the issue at hand, which is getting our job done. Or in, uh, in my faith community would be doing the uh, role in our faith community, whether it's, you know, brown bag lunches for the homeless or whatever. Let's keep to our primary purpose. Um, what is tradition, tradition six caution us to do? Page 125. How can we handle situations where people bring in outside issues into the family or into work or OA meetings? This is an important one, pages 126 and 127. How can we supplement our recovery at, with support outside of OA and still be following tradition six, page 128? And how does tradition six give us marvelous freedom? Page 128 as well, Mike. Okay, thanks, Tana. I'm gonna do this real quick. So. Okay. Sometimes I know that as you look, as you listen, and uh, you're, what you are actually seeing, how I try to tie the step and the tradition together, is how this, this warped little mind works sometimes. Um, and maybe I was once told by... Um, uh, by a priest that um, I would come up with these wild Easter bonnets and I won't go into 
anything, but they they were just they were almost heretical. And the the priest told me one time, she says, you have too much time on your hands. And I go, no, this is what happens when one lives a 12 step way of life. All of a sudden, this stuff just comes to you and you have to do it. And so that's how this all came to me, folks. I just sat there one day looking at this and seeing how I saw these work together, the step and the tradition work together. Um, step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. The spiritual principle is willingness. And tradition six, of course, is OA ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. And the spiritual principle is solidarity. So once again, it's kind of like, well, now how do these two actually work together? One of the things I also want to tell you about where it says remove, I... After all these years, I thought remove was automatically take away and all that other stuff. When I finally went to the dictionary and looked it up, it says a degree of separation. So when I remove or I re slash move something, if, if, if um, I go back to my, my uh, character defect will say a fear with the subset fear of pride, anger, greed, gluttony, lust, envy, and sloth. If I'm going to use anger real here quick, if, if I'm on, trying to get on the interstate and everybody else won't let me in, I can get really angry. But if I don't question their parentage or call them names, which they probably aren't, um, I have removed, I have a new degree of separation because I'm having now more sanity and serenity than I did with falling into the anger. So, so here's the thing with all of this, you know, my defects of character really cause me to endorse finance or lend my name or anything else that cause to outside enterprises. And then when I do that, it does cause problems with money, property, and prestige. And I forget about my primary purpose, whatever, whether it be at a home, OA, uh, with my faith community, other organizations I'm in. I really have to work at this because my biggest character defect, uh, once again, is control and fear and control. And if I don't get my way, then I'm not going to finance. I'm not going to... Uh, give these people money because they're not doing what I want it to do. Uh, they're, hurt, they're hurting me and blah, 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 blah. Willingness forces me to look at the solidarity of how I want to work with others and be with others and play well with others is what it really boils down to. How am I going to learn how to play well with others when my character defects are running amok? Now, when my character assets are running amok, I don't have to worry about, about um, my, my primary purpose because I can be, remain focused. But when my character defects run amok, folks, I can just get myself into all kinds of trouble with people, places, things, the way I act, the way I talk. And, it, you know, it kind of goes back up to the fifth 
tradition. How do I act to others? How do I act when I am really willing to have these character defects removed? And am I willing to not be so freaking controversial? You know, let's face it. Some people thrive on being controversial and just stirring the pot. You know, it's one thing um, to stir the top of the pot, but some folks like to go down and stir that pot with all the muck and bring that to the fore and stir it all up and make life miserable. And I have to look at this. Am I one of those who goes to the bottom and stirs up the muck and the mire and really causes disunity? I'm going, because see, this all goes back to disunity. This goes back to step one, step one and tradition one. Uh, am I being honest? Am I being dis, am I causing disunity um, with all of this stuff? And the answer is probably yeah, because if I'm not, if I'm not being unified, then how can I have solidarity with anybody else? How can I be that way? And that question I have is. How has the willingness to understand my character defects led me to solidarity with family members, work associates, social gatherings, and carrying the message of, of recovery to others? How have my defects of character created problems with money, property, and prestige causing the lack of solidarity in my homework or social life? I mean, holy cow. You know, that um, those defects of selfishness, selfish, self-seeking, self-centered, and self-righteousness has actually caused financial concern with me because I want what I want when I want it. I don't want to save for that. I want to buy it now. I want instant gratification. What I think that these two, these two, it just came to me, what these two, how they're tied together, instant gratification. Am I willing to wait to get what I need? Not what I want, but what I need. And am I willing or am I that, th that thing about solidarity? Yes. Am I willing to have the solidarity to be and not cause myself so much hassle and not be in control? All of this, so much of this, so many of these steps and traditions deal with that one word, control. Power, two words, power and control. I want the power, I want the control. So, so, and how has prestige, you know, I'm going to, from my own personal experience, I always felt as though I was being judged because um, I was a gay man. And I had to work harder and more. I had to be the gooder, the bestest, gooder than the goodest, the bestest of the best, the smartest of the smart, smarter than the smartest, and and just have to prove myself. I had to prove myself because my prestige, because I was not, I did not fit into the societal mold. Now, how in the world can I be in solidarity with others? If I'm trying to be better and and all that other stuff than from others, oh my gosh, this this is really causing me irritation because it's coming up with all this stuff that now I don't want to look at. Thank you all very much. Um, with property, 
let's just say I don't I don't own a home. I never have owned a home because I didn't want all of that stuff. But but the property I'm talking about, do I have to have the biggest, fanciest, swankiest car? Do I need, do I have to have this? Do I have to have that? And the answer is no. My needs are always met. My wants are just not necessary because I want, I want, I want. But what do I need? I need a, I need a job to pay the bills. I need healthy food. I need a roof over my head and I need clothes on my back. I don't have to have um, designer clothes. I don't have to buy stuff from Whole Foods and I don't have to, um, to do any of this other stuff. All I have to do is to be a part of society. Once again, a part of society, one word, a part of society rather than a slash part from society. And that's going to pretty much in that session.